Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 42. Yes, I know we're a little late for those joining on the live stream. Traffic was terrible coming back from school, but enough of those excuses. Let's get into what today is going to be. It's going to be a show all about that Tigres game where we won in the Volcan, took away three points, and we're going to be talking about L3's upcoming matches, talking about the roster, and talking about whether or not we think this these two games could be vital for these players. So, Without further ado, let me introduce my co-hosts, as always, Mr. Christian and Cowboy Dan. How are we? <laughs> Cowboy uh, Dan. I my Cowboy Dan. <laughs> I, I oh, man. I'm doing good, man. It, it was a good day. Was yes, it? It was. One of, my classes, one of my classes got canceled. That's always a good day. Christian? We're doing good, man. Uh, I'm excited for today's podcast. All right. Well, these two gentlemen look like they've been having a pretty good day. My day has been pretty crappy, but hopefully this is the turnaround of events and, you know, the week's get, the week gets better after this. But huge shout out to Mr. Kevin Paris who says, saludos desde New Jersey. Vamos America. What's up, my man? Uh, saludos desde Moreno Valley, California, and from all over the globe where we are located. Dylan, where are you at? Dylan? Damn, my, my thing's lagging so bad. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Just like always, if it wouldn't, we go it wouldn't be a podcast if there wasn't any technical difficulties. But we'll skip that. We'll skip those brief intro- introductions, and we'll go straight into the podcast. Gentlemen, are you ready to talk about those three points at the Volcan, which were huge? I mean, huge for us. Huge. And then you ready to talk about, again, the Mexican national team, which has a couple of absences, but still looks like a pretty decent squad. Yes, yes, I am ready. Let's do it. All right, let's do this. Let's jump right into it. Gentlemen, America faced against Tigres in the Volcan on Saturday, 5 p.m. Pacific time, my time, which was 8 o'clock uh, Eastern, your time, Christian. And, of course, Dylan, that was 7 p.m. your time. And I know the Mountain Time people, that was 6 p.m. for you. So we were coming into this game a bit uh, – well, I was at least coming into this game a bit hesitant. Obviously, our form wasn't there. The result against Guadalajara wasn't the best one, and it looked like things were just starting to look like things were about to get bad. But from bad, it got to better. After these 90 minutes, I think there's some hope that the team has enough fighting spirit to get through and make it into a relatively good Liguilla spot. So, gentlemen, after 90 minutes, the whistle blows 3-2. Just quick final thought on the game right before we get into breaking it down. Who needs a striker? Forget it, dude. Let's <laughs> just, just start uh, Aguilera and Bruno Valdez up top instead of Roger Martinez and Oribe Peralta. Okay, Christian. Set pieces. That was the key the whole entire game. Set pieces. Well, who said uh, – who said corners were overpowered in FIFA 19? They're overpowered in real life. Definitely. So, obviously, we're going to break it down. going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, because there was a couple of ugly moments during the match for us. Even though it looked like we came out with a good victory, it did also leave a bit of uh, questions in regards to our defense and into regards of whether or not we should actually be holding on to a result for so long. Because I think America could have easily walked away with a 3-1 victory. But, of course, we kind of switched off in a, in a moment here and there. So, gentlemen, let's break it down. Do any of you two have the starting lineup? I got it right here. All righty, Dylan. Read it to us. Um, obviously, Marcicin in goal. Uh, 
Papo Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, uh, Emma Aguilera, Jorge Sanchez, Renato Ibarra, Guido Rodriguez, Mateus Uribe, An- Andres Ibarguin, Roger Martinez, and Oribe Perata. Alrighty, so those were our starting eleven. That is practically the predicted lineup we gave, except with the exception of Aguilera starting instead of Edson. Although we did predict that when Mr. Tom Harrison was on, that uh, uh, Emma would most likely get the the, the start against uh, against Tigres. Yeah, yeah, I think that's something you kind of mentioned too. You know, we see Edson get the red card and. You wonder, you know, is he going to be bench after that? Because we saw that with Bruno too. And I think even the Univision people commented about it, and they said that um, that Miguel Herrera was only going to, you know, kind of punish him for getting that stupid, stupid, reckless, uh, you know, red card against Puebla for about forty-five minutes, if I'm not mistaken, Christian. Yes. Mm-hmm. All righty. So let's go into the let's go into the first half. Let's start off where it all started off. I think America started things off pretty well. I think we took the game to Tigres for a while and actually didn't sit back and try to, you know, soak in as much pressure. Although we eventually did, but I think we started off the game pretty decently. I mean, I don't know what what was your take, Christian? I know you've been cr- heavily criticizing the team for for not starting the way they should be. And I think for the first time in quite some time, we we saw the team actually do what we wanted them to do. Yeah, and it, well, I was very happy to see that Miguel Herrera wanted to, you know. Kind of let Tigres know, okay, listen, you know, we're here to play, right? We're not going to let you guys have all the ball possession. As we know, that really wasn't the case, but at least they try to, you know, kind of send a message, you know, that we're here to play. And I was very happy with that. I think you were right. We sent out a message to Tigres in the first opening 15 minutes of the match that showcased, hey, we're here to play and we're not here to sit for a 1 1 or a 0 0 result. We actually went and we looked for the game, which I think was absolutely vital for us in actually obtaining these three points. I was one of those who was very skeptical about us leaving the World Cup with three points, but the way America kept playing throughout the, throughout the game gave me a little bit more reassurance that, hey, we might come out on top if the boys are clinical with their finishing, which, thank God, they were. Well, at least our defenders were. <laughs> so, I mean, Dylan, you, you touched upon this, but uh, before we move on into the goals and everything, how did you see the team within the first 45 minutes? Well, can you even say I talk, talk I, can, I can talk about the first 45 minutes? Well, that's why my life issues that I, <laughs> <laughs> With my live stream issues I was having the whole time, pretty much the majority of the first half, I think I started watching it was about like the 37th minute, if I'm going to be wrong, it's because of my live stream issues. But uh, from, <laughs> from what I saw, really, um, I think the team looked okay. I mean, I don't, I don't really think I'm a good judge to say the whole 45 minutes. Uh, I just remember you saying, too, that the team uh, was really looking to hold possession more and, and keep things going. It just seemed like Thetis was having more possession and more chances created, too. Um, but other than that, I think the team looked okay. Uh, there were some passes here and there, you know, that, that need to be cleaned up. But at the end of the day, you know, it was a, it was a good half. You know what? The the one player that kind of stood out for me in the first forty five minutes, I think, was, uh, was actually a player that kind kind of kept stood out for me for the whole ninety minutes, and that was Paul Aguilar. Um, I think mm-hmm. he just went up and down that wing ridiculously amount of time. I'm surprised Tigres did not capture us in a counterattack because that 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 was really wide open for for them to exploit that, but. I think the fact that we kept possession helped out a lot. And I think Paul Aguilar had a really, really good game. I, I liked his his spirit, his attitude going forward. And I think he was very crucial for us, actually, in in in, in leading up to to, to plays where, where we look dangerous. 
No, yeah, definitely. I agree. So then, besides that, I mean, who who else stands out for you in the first 45, Christian? The main man that we've all been talking about this whole season, Guido Rodriguez. This man was on a mission this game. And I mentioned in the last podcast that him and Mateos were the ones to look out for and and like and to battle there a midfield with with um, Pizarro and, and Carioca. So I think uh, Guido Rodriguez did an amazing job this game. I would dare to say he did just as much to even pull Mateos Oribe's own weight at times. Mm-hmm. I think he was just, he, he was just all over the place, which was tremendous. I mean, it just showcases how much he's he's grown into this team. He could be an absolutely real leader on the pitch, you know, a leader that doesn't even need the captain's armband at this point because he's just so, so important, so key to our midfield that he does so much. There was a couple of players, though, that were quiet in the sense that made me think, hmm, What's going on here? At one, obviously, Mateo Soribe. The other one, of course, Roger Martinez. Again, too quiet for me the whole game. The whole mm-hmm. game. And then Andres Ibar went for periods of time. I forgot he was even playing. Periods of time, yeah. I think I didn't even know he was starting at one point. Um, I had a group chat going on with my friends, and he was like, wait, is Ibar going starting? And I was like, yeah, he's been playing the whole game. So yeah, a little bit quiet. I've been I really defended Ibarra this whole season, but this game, I don't know where I can where I can nitpick a little bit. He was just way too quiet, like you said. But I will say this though, I don't think it was extremely all up to him because we used and abused that right hand side. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you when Pio Herrera decided to use and abuse that side, it was when Torres Nilo got a yellow card. As soon mm-hmm. as George Torres Nilo got that yellow card, Piojo said every ball down that side to Ibarra and to Paolo Aguilar because the point was to try to draw another foul, another yellow, leaving Tigres with 10 men, I would have imagined, because we just heavily started bombarding down that wing, which surprisingly Tigres wasn't really capable of holding us down for some time. I think they they kind of just were out of it in a sense because it took them a little bit to react too. But I know that you you uh, you guys were mentioning in the live chat here that uh, thoughts on the left back George Sanchez, um, who Dylan has to, happens to think I have a crusade against him. I don't. Um, you do. I will, you do. I, I don't. I don't. I will say this though: he had a relatively good game and a relatively quiet game. But again, that's not up to him. That is more up to Piojo trying to bombard through that right hand side. And the fact that uh, I, I I don't really think Tigres really even pressured him that much to the point where you thought, damn, you know, George is going to have a tough day. But, you know, I, I, I think he had a pretty decent game. I don't know. Let, you, you two gentlemen want to talk more about this. I feel, I feel like he let Chaka Rodriguez just run all over him. I really yeah, do. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really didn't think this was his best game. Uh, a couple of times, if you saw the broadcast, when I think when America scored, you would see Pio Herrera go talk to Jorge Sanchez specifically, like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, you have to man mark him better, you know, be alert, be more concentrated. Um, yeah, this is one of those games where, you know, if I were Jorge Sanchez, you know, I would look past. Like, I didn't think he had a terrible game, but he could have done a lot better, in my opinion. Let's just say this is this is a, a big, big learning experience for him because at the end of the day, this is what it is. And, you know, Chaco Rodriguez is obviously a, a big veteran in this league too as well. And Sanchez, you know, we gave him – some good praises and everything, but just this game, this is a game that you go back and you look and you realize the mistakes you made. You focus on a player like that and realize what you're going to see now. And you got to fix those mistakes and you got to really learn from it too as well. But at the end of the day, it just wasn't a good game from him. Okay. 
Understandable. I mean, the one time I actually give him a bit of praise, you two already, <laughs> <laughs> two already taken away from him. I'm just saying, I thought. I knew he was going up against the likes of Chaka, but I, I, I still think he held it down pretty decently, for me at least. And that's that. I mean, that's got to say a lot for someone who who you guys think has a vendetta over him. Uh, you do, but, but I don't. <laughs> I will until I, I will until the point where he starts becoming this elite player. Just like Edson Alvarez was. I was number one hater on Edson Alvarez until he finally proved that he was this star-studded player. Now, until George does the same, I will be heavily criticizing him. But that's 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 part of the job. That's part of his job. That's part of my job. And at the end of the day, I think we got a really, really good, talented player on our hands. So let's just hope that after today, like you say, you know, he goes back, he sits back, looks over the tapes and says, okay, I know where I messed up. I know where I did wrong. Naturally, I'm more suitable on the right, but now I'm having to adapt on the left. What can I do to better myself? And I think he will. He, he looks like he's a really good, sharp kid. And, you know, it says a lot about him being able to play these two positions and, and to keep someone like Luis Reyes out of our, you know, out of our, you know, thought process. It, it, it has said a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It really says a lot to him, too. And especially with him uh, filling in uh, Aguilar's shit, too, as well, whenever he was injured. I mean, it's, it's a really big step. He's really stepped up, especially mm-hmm. in this club. Definitely, definitely. So let's 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 talk about what everyone wants to talk about. That goal, that first goal, which I think you mentioned it yourself, Christian Guido, was an absolute fundamental part of that. You know, the way he battled for that ball and kept that never ball, never gave up, never gave up, and I I would say gives a pinpoint pass, pinpoint pass. And I will say this because many people will think, oh, maybe he was going for Peralta, but Peralta is even smarter enough to not even go for that shot because he sees that he's not even in a good position to even connect with that ball. And he has a, he, he has a, who's the guy who, who was next to Peralta that gave the cross? Aguilera. Aguilera. So that, oh my goodness, the both center back partnerships <laughs> really come into play in, in, in the attacking end. But um, so Aguilera gets the ball and you think, shoot, right? Shoot, do something. But, he does something so, so much better. He just gives a driven ball to Bruno Valdez, who was wide open, completely Sorry. wide open, no offside whatsoever. And boom, like you just said, sweaty goal. But we will take those <laughs> any and every day. Trust me. I would rather take 650 sweaty goals than five golazos in the whole. Definitely. Home. Definitely. I mean, and, and and you just jump of joy because obviously one America scores and then two because that was the play that you wanted to see, a a Guido giving everything he's got to hold on to that ball, giving a good pass. Or about that knowing not to hit that ball and Emmanuel Aguilera being smart enough to put that ball diagonally across into Bruno Valdez's path. And trust me, I have seen those been missed before. So I, you know, for Bruno to put it in the back of the net, I mean, I know it's I know. A lot of you will say, well, I mean, he was literally right there, but I, I've seen crazier things happen sometimes. So luckily enough, Bruno puts in the back of the net. We are 1-0 up, and you are thinking, yes. I think at the moment we deserved the lead. We definitely looked the better side, mm-hmm. but I think we were actually, you know, we, we, we were doing everything according to plan. Yes. Now this is the thing where things turn on its head. After that goal, I think we switch back into defensive mode. Yeah, I think- which I didn't like at all. Me yeah, neither. We, we should not have uh, sat back like that, you know. We We – Came out and got the early goal, which we needed, which we've talked about that. You know, we get the early goal and we just keep going. Don't stop. Why did Herrera stop? I, I don't know. I, I can't really understand why he would tell the team to, you know, to go back a little bit. 
And I don't even think it was it at I think it was just the players naturally thinking, okay, you have this one nil lead against a very good side like the Igres away at the Volcan. Let's hold, let's be a little bit more conservative. And I think they were way too conservative. And that kind of played into Tigres' hands because we let them grow into the game. At that point, mm-hmm. Tigres grows into that game and becomes the Tigres that we know. So if America would have kept pushing, if America would have kept knocking at the door, maybe, maybe, just maybe we would have gone into the half 2-0 up. Yeah. And like you said, uh, going back, as much as we praise the center backs this game, we had to give them a little bit of a nod because that first goal by Tigres was abysmal defending by our defense, especially the center backs. Oh, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I mean, l- l- let's break it down. The goal comes in uh, in the first half or the second half? First half. First half, right? Mm-hmm. So we go into the half going 1-1, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's break down that goal because it was terrible defending. I mean, absolute defending. And we had just praised Emanuel mm-hmm. Aguilera and Bruno Valdez for doing yeah. the, the, the striker's job, which maybe they should focus as well also on their own job, which is the center back and that defending part because – it, it's unbelievable that Chaco Rodriguez is able to do what he is able to do in the box yeah. with so little time and so much composure without no one, absolutely no one coming in to even trying to stop him. At one point, I think Bruno Valdez just kind of looks and says, oh, I'm not going to go for him because I think someone else might go. Yeah, not even that, just the pass. I forgot who gave the pass to Guido Pizarro. But when Guido Pizarro has the ball, you see that it's just Bruno Valdez and one other defender here, and that's it. There's no one else. Everyone else is pushed up. Like, where are you guys? You can't let Guido Pizarro have a ball like that right in front of um, right in front of the box all alone, and then you have Chaco Rodriguez like just kind of come in and then you know do his thing there. It was uh, it was I don't know. It was insane. Like how you how you have Bruno Valdez, the only defender left, try to defend that. And Emanuel Aguilera was there right there, too. But I think they were just way too close together that no one knew, okay, are you stepping? Are you stepping? Am I stepping? Are you covering? What's going mm-hmm. on? That it took them too late to react. That at that point, it was just simple enough for them to kind of blast at home, which was a pretty good finish, by the way. I mean, you have Machacino well, on top of you, yeah. the defenders. It was a pretty good finish, but finish, still, yeah. that shouldn't have been the case. I, I, I think someone brings it up. Chris45 says the same goal as Chivas has scored. You know, we're just conceding these kind of ridiculous goals that shouldn't actually be happening if our defense actually stepped up now here comes the question now is it due to this kind of lack of partnership that these two center backs have had or i mean could have edson done a different job at this point and then you have to answer too where was george at this moment you know where where was our our center defensive mid in guido you know it's it's i I think Tigres did capture us in a moment where Mm -hmm. players were transitioning but still it you you have your two center backs at that point to kind of take care of the job at that in that sense. And you're right to to leave someone like you know Pizarro to be able to just do what he wants with time inside the box. You're just asking for a goal to be conceded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Dylan, you saw the goal, right? No, I missed. Uh, I missed both the goals. Jesus. I really did in my live stream. Jesus. Yeah, no, that's why. That's why I'm just here listening to y'all because I'm trying to picture it all. Like my live stream just like sucks Saturday. Go go raid this man's mentions on Twitter. Just let him have it. Let him have it. Let him have it. It's not my fault. My school Wi-Fi sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The point is, it, it was it was not the friendliest of goals to concede. And then mm-hmm. I think that just kind of just ends the half on a kind of sour note. I think at that point, both teams were kind of neutral in a sense. And then, uh, yeah, I guess you can say that it kind of died down a little bit, yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit back and forth. But yeah, I, I can agree with that. And then we go into the into the halftime. And then at this point, I said, you know, we were looking like the better team. We let the Eagles go into it. 
Roger hasn't stepped up. There's a couple of players that need to step up. And and I really thought we want to walk away with three points. It's possible. You just got to go out and play the game you were playing earlier and just keep, you know, cementing that. Mm-hmm. And I think second half comes around, and I think you two gentlemen will agree with me that we just looked the more lively team. We went go, we went at it just as just as much as we went in the first half, and right away, right away, you could tell that this team wanted the second goal. We had the yeah. perfect start to the second half. Literally. Yeah, there's, there's, you can't you can't ask for a, a better way to start the second half because the goal comes right after. Right, one minute, yeah. two minutes in. Two scored. minutes in, yeah, two minutes. And it's exactly what you want, and it, it and it came because of our you know our push, our drive, our perseverance of going forward, going forward, going forward. We win a corner kick, and like you said, set pieces so important, so crucial, so so vital. Mm-hmm. And Emmanuel Aguilera, who uh, we have been so critical of, but yet when it comes to finishing like that, he's he's probably he one of the up. best in the team, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and puts the ball in the back of the net. And you're thinking, wow, two center backs have got us into this game. And I mean, I mean, you're ecstatic about it because you know we, we have the lead, and that's exactly what we needed. Just as much as we we said an early goal, uh, starting off the game would be perfect. An early goal in the second half would even be better because now you're throwing Tigres off their game. Because yes. now you're thinking, okay, Tigres probably closed the half going on better momentum. The fact that we reversed it and flipped it on them and said, you know what, we're gonna come out in the second half and give you everything. Look what happened. Two minutes in, you got you got yourself a goal, and now I think. I think the mentality of what happened in the first goal flipped, and they said, okay, let's not do that. Let's not be so conservative. Let's try to take the game back to Tigres, which mm-hmm. we did, and it was smart of us to do. Yes. And because of that, a couple minutes later, what happens? We, can we get another goal. Yes. get another goal. And that goal, I think, um, again, it's just another set piece that, that, that works out in our favor. I think that the third goal was a little bit more of a, you know, what's going on in the box, who's got who. Uh, you know, Guido Rodriguez finds himself in, in, in a perfect spot and just puts the ball into the back of the net. Mind you, that was not an easy finish. No, not an easy no. finish whatsoever. Yeah, it really wasn't. A full, yeah. a full turn to shoot that, yeah. I yeah. had the goalkeeper breathing down his neck. And mm-hmm. so yeah. that, and such composure from Guido, too, to, to be able to put that in the back of the net. But at the end of the day, really, really, really good performance from, from, from him. And I would say that the team played for a good, what, what do you guys want to say, a good 60 minutes the way we wanted them to? Yeah, mm. I can agree with that. Yeah, I think so. I, talking can, about, yeah, I think so. Talking about the first half, how we started pretty good for the first 15, 20 minutes, and then talking about the second half, which we played for, I, I think, a good majority of, of, of the second half very, very well. I think, Dylan, you posted the momentum bar. How was it looking like? Yeah, I mean, it really just – it was. Basically all all Tigres pretty much all the time. You see like this one section where like it was all America. I'm I'm guessing for about maybe ten to twenty minutes kind of stretching. And then like you see, obviously the start to the second half is all America. Then like it switches to Tigres a little bit. Then it shows just a tad of America, and then it's like just the rest of the way. It's just Tigres the whole way. And that's where we mess up. That's where we do, do we make the mistake because as we 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 say okay we got that third goal. Now there's no need to press it, right? Now there's no need. We have that second, that two-goal advantage, that two-goal cushion. There's no need. We can settle, be conservative. Again, that same mentality is what got us in trouble because Tigres kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. Guess what? Jinak has slowly turned into the next Bocelli for us and scores again, scores again, and has an absolute wonderful, yeah. wonderful uh, shot against us. Marchesin can't really do much about it. No. It's, it's, it's a really good shot. And then now it's 3-2. Yeah. 
yeah. sweet tooth, and you're thinking, oh my goodness, what are we gonna do? Theaters is just gonna come at us, and they did, and they did. And for a second, I felt like we just could not respond. I think um, Edson Alvarez came into the game, uh, and I think he provided a little bit more cover in 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 defense because he 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 came into the because I, I, I think Piojo switched to a five, a back five, right? If if I'm not oh, yeah, okay. yeah, because he took out a body win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, do you think that was uh, the right move, really, no. at this point in the game? Um, knowing yes, because he did bring some cover, Edson, into the game, which which was very crucial at at at, at stages. But uh, I don't know. I mean, if, I don't know. If, yeah, if we, we would have kept that back four and, and the four midfielders, we could have gone forward and, and we could have found one more goal. I, I promise you, we could have found one more goal and definitely killed the game off. And that yeah. would have been your best I defense. Mean, I mean, because I mean, because like you said too. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we let Tigres get in the game. Look how much all the pressure we soaked up too. And that pressure almost cost us the another goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times did they get close? I mean, Gignac almost scored a, a a rocket of a free kick, if I'm not mistaken. It just comes off the corner of the, oh, of it the, comes off the post and the yeah. and the cross and the header that Majesty made an amazing save. Exactly. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I so mean, listen, yeah. the goalkeeper's there for that, mm-hmm. but you don't want to rely on it. Exactly. Yeah, you just especially can't. against a team like Tigres, you cannot play that conservative against this team. And and granted, I don't think Tigres had their best game, so you know this was a perfect opportunity for us to kind of keep going and, and and cementing a good lead. But again, that mentality just kind of did us, and and it almost did us completely. You know, to imagine we could have taken all three points and then walked away with just one would have been terrible. And I think mm-hmm. I, I think the team did more than enough. Um, Piojo tried to do his best and ended up leaving the game because of uh, the referee giving him a red card. I I don't know. I, was it merited? Uh, I I I'm to be honest. I don't even know. I, I at that point I wasn't even. I know this. I know in the, at that stage of the game everything is so so delicate. You know, one one miss tackle, one miss pass can mean the whole game. I know. Keep a cool head. Listen, the team needs you right now in this moment. Why are you? Uh, arguing with the referee over some dumb thing that happened a minute ago. Focus on what's gonna happen, and you know, tell your team you're listening. Focus. Don't, don't. I don't know what to say anymore. It's just so annoying to see this guy always going at the rest when he should be focusing on the team. It doesn't make any sense anymore. <gasps> did that rally the troops? Is my question. Well, what is it surprising? Is my question. Well, it wasn't surprising, but <laughs> as, a, as a player, you would imagine it rallies you up to get the result. Your coach has just left the pitch because of a, re- yeah. of a referee decision. You probably don't agree with the referee. You're probably on your manager's side. So that rallies you up to say, you know what? We're going to go out there. We're going to prove it, and we're going to get the points. And maybe that maybe that was enough. Maybe that did enough to get us over the line against Tigres. I don't know. I, I would have much rather have Piojo in the manager's seat against Cholos, but now we're going to have to do it without him. But, mm-hmm. you know, if that saves us those three points in the Volcan, and then later we can still get the three points in the Azteca, I mean, that's six crucial vital points that, you know, hey, if Piojo had to take that red card, I'm all for but, it. But he, but he didn't need to. He just just shut yeah. up and focus on the game. I'm just saying, yeah. was that was his red card enough just to rally them up, to get them all together and say, all right, we're fighting for this one cause. Our manager has just left trying to defend us? Because he was. He was trying to defend his players. But, but, but when did he leave? But like, it shouldn't in, be. In the, like, the 94th minute, 95th minute? Like, that's the time where we need him. We don't, we don't need him in the dressing yeah, room, you yeah, know, yeah, getting, getting showered. We that's, need him. that's the point. Exactly. I, I, don't, yeah, I, that, I don't know what that means, to be honest. Like, 
Yeah, there's just no Shut reason up. for him to take it in the first place. I mean, like, really, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's trying to defend the team, but that's, like Christian said, that's the point where you got to keep cool and you can't just, like, it just seems like he's bailing on the team a little bit. I mean, really, like, you just can't take that right there. I mean, granted, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I was more worried about the game but, right at that point but, than it was about Piojo leaving. Yeah, no, 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 I get you, but, but that shouldn't be a reason to rally the team. That shouldn't be a reason to have the team motivated. No, I get that. I get that. But I'm saying, what was that? What if that was a last resort type of thing? You know? Now, I'm not saying he did it on purpose because I don't think whoever does these things on purpose, I think that's just his own I mean, kind of character. Know. That's just his way of being. But I mean, we've come to know this and expect this. And whenever this happened in the 2013 season when he won the title for us, we. We said, okay, Piojo's got to chill, but then he delivered a title. So we said, okay, maybe that's his way of being. And there was, you know, rumors that, you know, the the board talked to him and said, you know what, you got to you gotta tone it down just as much as they have a strict rule on the players. They It looks like they're having that same strict rule with the manager, which I think is good. I think that says a lot about the team. If, you know, if your players are treated one way and your manager is treated in the same sense in red cards, then that showcases that the disciplinary is it's, it's got to be there. You know, mm-hmm. which which I think is 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 crucial because how many times have we said, oh, if if the manager was on the bench, America would have been better. You know. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. it's a matter of it's a matter of it happened. Now let's wait and see what happens against Cholos, and and also it's a matter of okay, it happened, but the the, the team walked away with the points. I think that's the most important thing. We we have to gravitate towards okay, the team got the three points against a very good side, against a very tough environment. And we walk away with something that you two gentlemen predicted. And Dylan, you predicted exactly down to the T with the result. Game my gancito. Which is the first time ever in the podcast history that anyone has <laughs> predicted. We have been going for almost a year at this. <laughs> and for only one result to be right, that uh, our odds are very, very, very low. Yeah, I think, so, I think someone else in the chat got it correct. I believe yeah, so. Yeah, I think I think I saw it too. I can't remember yeah. who it was, but that's what somebody we'll said. Back and we'll try to figure it out. But uh, yeah, we walk away three two. Ultimately, gentlemen, final thoughts on this game. I will say this though, I was hesitant, but the team proved me wrong, and I think at the end of the day, that's all that matters to me. Final yeah, yeah. Thoughts. Uh, what can I say? It was a great victory. Like I said, this is the part of the season where we really need to buckle down and, you know, really get these points. And this was a good start. There were pros, but there is definitely a lot of cons. One, our offense. We need them. We can't – we're not going to rely on Bruno Valdez and Aguilera to, to score all of our goals for the remainder of the season. You know, that's just not going to happen. So our offense needs to wake up a little bit. At this point, is Bruno like our leading goal scorer? I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. <laughs> and I'll let you guys doubt it, Bruno, shaking my head. I said he was like the reincarnation of Pablo Aguilar, but no one wanted to no one wanted to rally behind me when I said that. But go ahead, Dylan. Give me your final thoughts on, on the game. Uh, much needed three points. Don't agree with all the subs, which I don't know if you want to get into that because <laughs> let's well, just yeah, say. Well, yeah, goes into that back I, five. I'm not not even just that, not even just that, but I mean, um, that might be a story for another day if you want to keep going. But at the end of the day, you know, we got the three points. You know, that's that's what we're looking for the rest of the season too, as well, especially with the tough schedule we got coming up. And Was Henry I, brought in? No. Okay. No, but but still, I mean, um, like I said, it might be a chat for another day. But I mean, 
I'm content with the three points. I will uh, I will talk about our, our our attacking lineup, which will lead on to the, both of what you guys said. One, uh, yes, it, it looks like we're leaking goals from. I mean, we're not leaking goals. We're 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 short on goals from our strikers. I think the only one that stepped up has been Oribe Peralta. I'm looking at Roger Martinez as the main man to have been scoring this season. Again, has still yet to show me anything in regards to that. Henry Martin, of course, not had the most minutes or the most most game time, but. Still looking at him to score. Uh, whether or not he will, we'll have to wait and see if he even gets a chance. And then Oriya Peralta, the only one that's actually been scoring for us. And I don't even think we touched about it, but left the game with an injury. Oh, shoot. I totally forgot about that. My mind blanked on that. So did I. So right. did I. And now the question is, I, I haven't even read reports whether or not he's good. I, I would hope to, hopefully, since there's nothing, that he's okay. I mean, I hope Christian. I hope Christian's read something because my my, my studies have gotten into my way a lot. I, did, I didn't read any reports on Peralta. The only question I have for you guys is: Is this Henry's chance now? Like, no, because he's not gonna get the starting spot. True, but oh, let's man. say let's say let's say we we destroy Cholos five nothing uh, to Roger Martinez three Henry Martin, and now what do you do? Oh, you put him back into that. <laughs> Well, that's the best kind of headache you want to have at this point. Oh yeah, I know that, but I mean, I, I, you know, you, we, so we've I, all, you you guys been asking, you know, Henry for. Uh, I mean, you guys have been asking. We'll, we'll say this. We'll say this. For, okay, if Oribe is out, which I, I I don't think he is because I haven't heard anything, but if he is out, then that does leave a Roger Henry partnership, which we don't even know. Maybe the best partnership that could have ever happened. Probably because I don't think it's been tested out. No, right? I don't think so either. Mm-mm. So I mean, no, I can remember. It, it could even come to fruition that this partnership just happens and we blow Cholos away. Then you think, okay, mm-hmm. was this just a one-time one or, or or is this a constant thing? And maybe you play it again and then they keep giving you that result. And then who knows, boom, there you have it. Mm-hmm. And then somehow, so... somehow it even takes like some winger spot <laughs> because we know he's <laughs> not going to get benched. Yeah, um, sure. But it, it, it could come. It could. It could be the partnership we need. But at this point, I mean, you're banking on two players that have yet to step up to the plate in regards to goals, performances. I think Henry's just a slight bit above Roger in performance. But mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it, it, it's tough right now. It's tough. I, I think something the Americanismo has been crying out for has been a lethal number nine, and yeah. we thought we had that in in Roger. It, I get it. It's maybe still a little bit too early, but it can still come, you know, like, we... yeah, it can still come. He, he, he granted, you know, there, there's a six month period that everyone tends to kind of quote unquote, give a player until yeah. they fully adapt. And it's uh-huh. still in, in that process. So maybe who knows, six minutes, six months later, he could be this absolute goal machine for us. Mm-hmm. But at, at the moment, at the time, it's looking pretty difficult for him. Now, yeah. I don't think a lot of people have been on him as heavily criticized him no. as other number nines that we've had in the past. Uh, only I think that is because there's been other things going on around the team that have distracted other people from actually criticizing that sense. Yeah, um, I think the big one has been, you know, Diego Linus, was he going to play? Why is he injured? Uh, and then, you know, of course, everything else going on with Miguel Herrera mm-hmm. and the team and this and that. But I think for the most part, Rogers kind of floating under the radar, which could be good for him. Could be good for him in regards yeah. to criticisms, and hopefully he can skyrocket after that. But it, it it is something that we that that we should keep a close eye on because I think towards the end of the season, if Rogers still only has one goal, then maybe we have to ask questions of whether or not he should be playing. 
Yeah. Um, and I think on Twitter, I, I see really kind of 80 20 split, you know, 20, I mean, 80%, you know, still back in Roger, you know, oh, no, this guy's going to, and any minute now, any minute he will break out with the lead score. And then I see that 20% that goes, you know what, uh, we need more from Roger. You know, he was a number nine, we, you know, most expensive quote unquote player in our history. I don't know how true that is, but I've heard about that. He but, would become the most expensive player if yeah, you so, buying him. Uh-huh, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So we spent all this money for one goal against Nikaxa. That's that's not going to do. So, I mean, it's good to see that the fan base has, you know, written him off already. You know, okay, you know, screw this guy. We need to go for someone else. It's nice, kind of nice to see, you know, you know, them backing him up for once instead of, you know, stabbing a player to death. And I think, again, it, it, a lot has to do with the fact that there's been more stuff going on around than just Roger. Because there's, there's yeah. been times in, in, in America's history that it's just all the, all you can focus on is the fact that, hey, America's not scoring. Why? You know, now you have people like the whole line is Mateo Zuribe, you know, Herrera, all, all these things that kind of come together. And, and you think, you know, the whole Marchesine incident that happened. And now it's just like, you know, what's what's, you know, you know, what do you focus on? And it's not necessarily going to be always Roger. Yeah, I think this is worth for him. But hopefully we can back him up until the end of the season. Now, if he only has one goal, like I said, questions will be asked. And I know my man Dylan right here is going to be ready to say Henry in and Roger out. No, yeah, I can not agree that, but I think like you said, a good six-month grace period, I think that's needed. I'd give him until the end of the clausura to make a final decision on him. Uh, I really think he needs that kind of like that little preseason type of thing, you know, get to, you know, focus on a few things. Let's not forget, you know, we have a, a player coming back in January, you know, what if that's the magical partnership right there with Menes and Martinez, you know? So I think I think it's good that we're giving him a little bit of time. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and yes. see. Hopefully he's not. A, he hopefully he's not another. I don't get that. It, it, it just it just it just grinds in my gears to be honest because Piojo comes out and says, you know, I'm not going to use any of the youngsters anymore, and then he subs in Tony Lopez over Henry Martin. And I'm not I'm not trying to say that I have anything against Tony Lopez. I he's know we boy, talked man. about him. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I know. But still, at the at the end of the day, what does what does Piojo have against them? I mean, I know we criticize uh, Roger Martinez this game against Tigres. And so I feel like there's a, there's a chance right there, but at the end of the day, he su- he subs in Tony Lopez. I think he subs instead. him in at the moment of of, of the game where we're not looking yeah. for a goal anymore. I think we're looking to hold the ball, and I think you bring on someone like Tony Lopez, who has been amazing for us in 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 the little bit of a little bit of time that he's played. He holds yeah, the ball. Good. No, 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 no. I get it, but still, that, that's just the way I see. It. He comes out and Bilho says something. He's done. He's done with the youngsters. But what's he do? He still. He still. He still plays one. And I, I, and I, I get it. I get it. I get it that you know he's coming. We're not looking for a goal no more. We're we're playing more on the defensive side. We're soaking up the pressures. We can obviously see that. But still, I mean that that's just how I see it. That's just how I see. It. And you know how I feel. Too, whenever I remember me talking about when Menes comes back, where is it going to stand out? Is it going to go back to Menes Oribe? Is it going to be Menes uh, Roger Martinez? Because at that point, it just seems like Henry's going down the pecking order. Oh my goodness! And, it, and to me, it time. seems like the, it seems it seems like it seems like that Piojo would probably rather give a chance to Fer Gonzalez than it would Henry Martin at this point to me. And then you still got to think about the likes of people, of some people coming back too as well, whether it be uh, Marin, Diaz, and you know, you got other players coming back from one possibly too as well. And I know me and you have talked about too, the contract situation between some players too, too as well. But at the end of the day, you know, that's just how I see it. You know, Henry doesn't seem like he's getting a chance because he doesn't have Copa and Mickey's no more. And we've seen Henry do some good things in Copa and Mickey's and then he's not able to really replicate it come the weekend. And so that's just how I see it. 
And, okay, and I think you, you bring up a very valid point in regards to that, but I'll tell you this much. I, th- I think Henry is probably favored amongst a lot of people with Pio Herrera. Don't forget, Pio Herrera picked him out single-handedly when he came. He That's his boy right there. You know, worked with him in Cholos, did wonders for him, brought him to America, and unfortunately, something between, you know, the lines got kind of misplaced, and, you know, he's, he's, he's had a, a pretty tough moment at the meantime, but I can see him coming in. I, I just think the way the game is looking, I think that's why he wasn't brought in. I think, too, one thing that didn't help his situation was the fact that Rio Peralta got injured. You know? I don't mm-hmm. think if Rio Peralta gets injured, he, we, we make a drastic change in that sense. I, you know, I think at that point we were forced to make the, the substitution. So I I think it's just the moments in, in, in the games where, where, where things just kind of don't, don't happen. Because, I mean, a lot could be said of what about Joe Corona? You know? What about him? Why, why, why give the youngsters more of a chance than than this guy? Who, mind you, he he's going back to Cholos after the Clausura, if I'm not mistaken. So mm, I'll have on, to double check on that. But... He's on loan. Yeah, but he is on loan. That was after this season. That was after this season. After the Apertura, I don't know. I, I'd have to wait, I have to check, but I'm pretty sure it's after the Clausura. I don't know. We'd have to check, but still. A lot of questions could be asked about these players that yeah. were brought in. I can say this though: the upcoming transfer, the summer transfer window, is going to be an, an interesting one. I think it should be. Winter is relatively, yeah. I mean, it's. I know it's. What are we like nine months away from that? But I don't know. Just looking at these players, players coming back, rumored players, and we'll talk about that in a minute because I really want to talk about that. But I mean, it should be should be very interesting. So here's all I gotta say: I, I if Oriol Peralta is injured, we will see Henry Martin start. And there, then and there against Cholos at home, he needs to step up because I think that might be one of his last few moments that he will get to start. Yeah. And then, you know, or his I, last I, few I, games. Well, that that's also a possibility. That could, that could, yeah, exactly. You know. So we'll have to wait and see. But we've gone on a really wild t- tangent here before, <laughs> and uh, that, just wrapping up that Tigres game. Three points, amazing three points. Good feeling. And Dylan, congratulations! You've got one right for the season so far. We'll have to see what happens uh, at the end of the season. I think I can still make a comeback. I'm not so sure. I'm gonna predict everything six zero six zero now, from, and I'm pretty sure one of them is bound to happen. Oh man! I mean, we do have Veracruz coming up at the end of the season. Oh, man, what watches watches struggle so much against Veracruz, and at home too. It's just the America way. Is literally the America way. So, but that does it. Tigres to America three, three points. What more can you ask for? And what a way to end off in and and right into the international break. Yes, sir. International break time. All right, we will get to the international break in a second, gentlemen. One of you get the roster ready for the Mexican national team. Before that, we are going to do two things here on the Eagle Eye Podcast. One, we're going to give you guys that trivia question that you all have been waiting for, and two, we're going to talk about. A little bit of rumors that Christian was mentioning earlier in regards to some transfers because mm-hmm. it said it, it, it's it's kind of heightened a little bit of a debate going on in Twitter in in the Americanismo world. But before that, Christian, take it away. What is today's trivia question? As I posted on the chat. Okay, uh, so today's trivia question is: uh, In the 2014 Apertura final, who scored the first goal for America? That is a question. Uh, Ivan will put the link in the chat so you guys can answer. Just an update. Um, I've updated all the scoreboard, uh, so everything should be updated. If there's um, 
if there's a problem, just tweet at us and I'll fix it. Uh, but just a little side note, it's getting very tight in that in that first place spot. So uh, these uh, these last few um, trivia questions, uh, do them because they could really make or break um, your 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 points and the place that you get in. So yeah, thank you all for participating because we reached an amount of participants where we didn't think we were gonna reach, but we reached and exceeded. So thank you for all of you and uh, keep playing because this is very fun for us. This is very exciting, and, and I, I love the fact that everyone's being interactive with these kind of trivia questions, and it's amazing because it, it, it kind of gives us more of an opportunity to kind of bond with these ones, you know? So just go out, go do them, go have fun. You never know. You never know. We're going to try to continue to do this and try to keep, you know, incrementing and growing. As much as the podcast podcast grows, is as much as the, the trivias and the, you know, everything that we do is going to grow for you guys. So thank you so much because it's phenomenal, phenomenal. I know that I am probably around negative 48 points. Now, I don't know how that's going to work out in the end, but I'm pretty confident that I will still make a comeback. You, Dylan, where are you at? I am at negative 100. Great. <laughs> so we both got some catching up to do. Our year has been off. Here, put that in the chat. That's the, that's the link to the scoreboard so everyone can see their, um, where they're at right now. All right, so we're going to leave that link in. And you know what? We're also going to tweet it out too later yeah, on in the day. Yeah. We'll also tweet it out so people can know and see exactly where they are at. By the way, why can't I? Oh, I guess just click on it and I guess. Uh, yeah, that's, that's okay. Kind of right. By the way, my keyboard has died, so I have to. Nice. <laughs> also, a heads up on all the trivia thing. I know we haven't announced the prize yet, but that's because we're working on a few things. I promise you guys we will announce the prize soon. Don't lose hope. It's going to be a good one, hopefully. Um, it will. It will be. Don't worry. Just if anyone was wondering about the prize, yeah, there will be a prize for, be a prize for the winner. So, so yeah, just hang on tight because it's, it's coming. Let's see. We have, you know what? It, well, we're going to get the... Ah, I can't even talk right now. We should be able to decide on a prize this week. It is Fetch a FIFA, meaning we kind of get quote-unquote a mini break not really because we still focus on the national team but still not as not to the extreme as america so maybe we can all get together and actually get this thing together and who knows maybe keep an eye out for a late edition of the ego eye podcast too so late I mean, night edition? we have uh we have that in store as well so keep that in mind keep that and keep it here on the UI Podcast YouTube page and Twitter account, too. So make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at EagleIPod. And um, someone put, <laughs> Luis put, I guess it will be a trip to the Estadio Sega. Ah, that would be so dope. So dope. We're not quite there yet. We're not quite there We're yet. We're on a college but budget, buddy. We need your help. Believe me. Believe me, we are doing our best. And with your guys' support, with your guys' help. Spread the word. We give you stuff. Yeah, in, in that sense, <laughs> you want to keep it down, plain and simple. But the more you guys help us grow, the more we grow, the more we can give back to you guys. And at one point in our little, you know, dream board we have is to send some of you down to the Estadisteca for a match or for a tour or whatever the case may be. But not or there maybe, yet. But or maybe we, we can all hang out and be friends. How about that? Yeah, but no one wants to be my friend, so it's okay. I'll be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your friend. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I, I hope I am kidding. Um, but now let's jump into our second stage before we get to the L3 news, and that is transfer rumors. So, gentlemen, 
as you guys well know, and as well as much as you guys have followed on Twitter, it looks like the Dos Santos brothers were linked with America yet again. It seems to be the reoccurring case every transfer window, not even a transfer window, every single two, three months down the road. Giovanni Santos was set to get, uh, was was what, brought in at the end of 2018, and then Jonas Santos would be joining him at the midsection of 2019. So what is your guys' take on these two hot rumors, the Dos Santos brothers coming to Las Aguilas de la America? You can go, Dylan. I, I'm kind of on the fence with both of them. I'll be real honest. I'm indifferent. Um, it's, it's I, I don't. I I just don't see how Geo fits in. I don't really see how Jonah fits in. Okay. Um, uh, if I had to pick one, I'd pick Jonathan over Geo. I think Jonah. Yeah, still that, has, if I still can provide and show something. Geo, on the, I'm not gonna discard everything Geo has done. Uh, in history, because he was a talented player at one point. Just in recent years, I don't think he's uh, been up to the level that you know he once was, and I just don't think he can provide much for America if he would to join. I was getting Twitter hate for sticking up for Gio, which fine, I I get that, and, and it's all all, all fair. Uh, I just think this is my own personal belief here, and, and no one's got to take my side on, on this or whatsoever, or. Or d- doesn't have to make sense to many or at all to anyone, but I think Giovanni Santos coming in does enough for us to be an even better America, and could potentially make us an even better America than we are right now. And I and you two say, well, you, you don't really see how they fit in. How about I, I, I give it to you with this perspective? It's Giovanni Santos comes in for Cecilio Dominguez, and Jonah comes in for Mateo Soribe, who we would think you know, gets bought by European team. Mm, uh, to touch on the little Uribe thing, listen, I don't really, haven't, haven't really seen any European rumors recently because of his poor form. So for me, well, for everyone asking, I really think they would come in the January transfer window, no? Who? Uh, the, the Santos brothers. If they were to come, yeah, they would be Gio this. Would come, Gio would come in the, in the in, winter. And- in the January, no, because the MLS season's over in a couple months. So, like, that's when they're allowed to, to move teams or whatever. So, you would think they would come there, there, but I just don't think Uribe would leave in January. If anything, if Uribe were to leave, that would be in the summer. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. You that's- guys touched upon Joe Corona leaving. Now, do we see him leave in January or in the summer? If he leaves in January, there's a, I think there's a pretty good chance. You know, maybe you can see one of them come in, actually. I don't know what you guys see, think. But see, see Jonah more likely, I, I, I think. Would, I would think Jonah, yes. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but especially if we keep, keep uh, Guido and Uribe, uh, I really be kind of hard because I don't think Jonah would want to ride the bench. If someone of Jonah's caliber, you would expect he gets a starting role. Yeah, why would yeah. you? And, but then, and then you ask yourself, and then you ask yourself about Guido and Mateus Uribe too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless we're gonna I mean, play we, a four-three-three, which I highly doubt. But we've seen Mateus Uribe play on the right. Remember that Pumas game in in the. What happens to Ibarra, who I think was probably one of our best players against Tigres too? You switch him to the other side. No, because Ibarra <laughs> on the left side is probably a no one. Look, at this point, it's just it's it's all hypothetical at this point. And no, no, actually, mm-hmm. I've read that it, America actually doesn't even want the Dos Santos brothers in anywhere near the team. I um, mean, I just doesn't. I mean, I don't really don't know. Someone said Carlos Vela in the chat. I can get I can get back on that player. 
I would 100% love Carlos Vela at America. I mean, he started when Chivas Cantera, which I don't really like, but he would be a great addition, and I would like to see a Carlos Vela come. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. There's all rumors. There's all spec- speculations, but mm-hmm. I think, you know. I haven't spread any rumors again. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> at the end of the day, all I want is for someone to come in and just, you know, just just do the job, just score so many goals, be a chanfle. Whoever seen the movie El Chanfle with Chespirito, let us know. You will, uh, I would say I give you a bonus point, but I, I don't run that, so I don't know how it will go. Uh. But shout <laughs> <laughs> out to the Chanfle. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to wait and see who. I mean, of course, rumors will always speculate and, and people will come and go. But if Joe Corona leaves, um, I, to be honest, I don't even think we need to bring anyone in. I think we just give that spot to one of the youngsters. No, definitely, yeah. And we also got to think that Menes is back, too, in January. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there goes to the last spot. Menes is going to add a whole different kind of headache. To, to, That's what I'm telling you. But a good headache. A good headache, in my opinion. A, a good, yes. Uh, you guys even like Jeremy Menes? I feel like I praise this guy way too much, and you guys are just like, eh. uh, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, in the back of my head, he has six months left. That's all he has left in his contract. He has an additional one year that he can take, uh, that the club can take upon him if he agrees to. But I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think he does enough in six months for him to be like, yeah, I want to stay, or for the Fair team enough. to be like, yeah, we I want just to feel stay. In the time where he was here, or the time that he did play, I meant, sorry, he did a pretty good job. He did. He did. And, well, yes. And, and he had a whole new dynamic to this team whenever we were, you know, kind of a little bit struggling. You know, he's like, all right, you guys need to chill. You know, relax, slow down. I got this. You know, let me let me dictate how we play a little bit. And and you know, ninety percent of the time, you know, it kind of turned out good in our favor, in my opinion. I like him when he comes on the pitch. It's just whether or not we're gonna get that same menace back too. I mean, there's a lot of questions going on and surrounding around these players, yeah, but it's a lot of questions. It's gonna be interesting, guys. Don't worry. At this point, this is a hypothetical eagle eye podcast. You know, we're just, we're yeah. just thoughts in in trying to predict the future. Which we, whoever was watched this knows we suck at doing that. How many times have we predicted a scoreline? There's only one time we've got it right on this show. That's true. So, we we probably are not the best to ask for the lottery numbers. Although Dylan will give you his lottery number pick by the end of the podcast. Um, no, guys, so we'll go right now to the deli, okay? And I don't know, pick deli. some numbers, do something. Pick the last four championships of America. There's your, there's your, there's your, there's your numbers for today, boys and ladies. Whoever is watching, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, again, uh, we've gone another tangent here. Let's try to bring ourselves back. So that's the rumor mill. We'll keep you guys updated and posted as much as we hear anything else change. And uh, that's always fun, right, to play the little transfer rumor game. So around what? Well, we'll be off in December. So January, as soon as that January transfer window opens, as soon as we're done partying Dylan's 21st birthday. We get a vacation. We will get you guys going on the transfer rumor mill. And what did you just say, Christian? I said we get a vacation in January and December, man. Yeah, we do. Believe it or not, the board's been nice enough to give us uh, the holidays for 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 the the vacation period. Listen, if anybody wants to come down and celebrate my twentieth birthday in December, I will happily uh, hang out with you guys because I have no friends. Will so, you provide housing? Uh, <laughs> will you provide? He's like, you can sleep outside. <laughs> you can sleep outside at my and the table I have out there. You guys, if you want. <laughs> And I'll maybe get you a blanket when it's snowing, but that's me. So I don't know. <laughs> Christ, New York in the winter. That's something to see. 
that yeah. is definitely something to see. But yeah, of course, uh, we'll t- we'll talk more about that when we get to that stage. So make sure you guys keep it here. We'll kind of keep you guys updated with everything. So at the end of the day, nothing but rumors. Nothing's concrete. We'll have to wait and see about that. Now, we'll jump into the L3. Now, which one of you looked up the roster? My phone's been acting up. I'm trying to get there, I got it. but I can't right now. All right, Christian, okay, there you go. Christian, give us, what was it, 23, 24? I can't remember. It was something like that. Give us the 20-plus man roster that is going up against Costa Rica and Chile. Okay, here we go. So we have our three goalkeepers in Hugo Gonzalez, Raul Gudinho, and Gibran Lajud. Then we have Eric Aguirre, Edson Alvarez, Jesus Angulo, Nestor Auraujo, Gerardo Artega, Jesus Gallardo, Diego Reyes, Chaka Rodriguez, Van Rankin, uh, Jesus Dueñas, Marco Fabian, Jonathan Gonzalez, Eric Gutierrez, Victor Guzman, Roberto Alvarado, uh, Brizuela, Tecatito, Jurgen Dam, Javier Güemes, Raúl Jiménez, Chucky Lozano, Henry Martin, and Angel, Angel Saldívar. Okay, you read out the names. We know them, well, most of them, and uh, we've seen them play. Now the question is, was this the right call-up to make? For who? For everyone, really. For everyone? I, I mean, mean is there the same thing, isn't it? Like, just, it, it, like it is. Is it is with some exceptions. I don't think Diego Reyes was back then. Uh, was back oh, then. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and uh, Ones Arajo. Ones Arajo, yes. But that was actually. I don't know why he wasn't called up. I think it was. I don't know to be honest. I mean, I, I like it. I mean, for me, it was kind of like the same thing, just minus five, plus five, six, maybe. I don't know. It's kind of the same thing to me, to be honest. Okay, now let's let's touch up on a subject that I am very. Uh, very very uh, keen about, and that is the goalkeeper position. Okay. Now you have Hugo there, right? Yes. And you have your favorite. Uh, I, I do like Hugo. I think he's a good goalkeeper. Um, Gudinho, and who's the third goalkeeper? If I'm not like, mistaken, like Bakud, right? Mm-hmm. Now, out of those two, there is one player that should not be on that roster. I don't and a lot of people are gonna say that it's because I'm America, because I go for them, because this, because of that, that I don't want. I to swear, if you say La Hood, I'm gonna be so mad with you. No, Gudinho. Oh, okay. Oh, I think it's La I don't think I don't think he should be there. What? I mean, La Hood's been iffy for me, but he deserves more of this call up than Gudinho does. And I'll tell you this because you have one good game against America, just That's one good game against That's America. That's not the reason. That's not the reason. Yeah. And what's his reason? I, I, I think Gudinho deserves to be there. Why though? Uh, he's an excellent goalkeeper, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know because look, look, look. Let's let, let's rhyme. Let's rewind and let's go back. And this is from an America fan too. The Chivas fans don't get too excited because you know he's still a Chivas player. But I, where's I, I gotta I gotta give credit where credit is due. I think Gudinho is a great goalie. Where is Labor here so he can defend me? Uh, defend Christian. Uh, but I, I don't think he is. And I'll tell you this why. Um, he he is a good goalkeeper. I don't think he's a great goalkeeper though. And I'll tell you why, though. You look back into the games that he had against America, and granted, he made one really, really good save, and that was a penalty. But the penalty was in a position where if you if you threw yourself the right way, granted, this guy is a huge, huge athlete. He's going to have really good reach, and Matosu would put it in a, very, in a very comfortable position for him to save it as long as he dove the right way. As a guessing game, it was 50-50. He took the right guess, and he blocked it. Now... 
rewind a little bit and let's talk about what happened in his saves against Ori Peralta. One of those saves was directly at him. He goes, he jumps up top and, and pushes the, bo- the ball over the bar. If you look closely to that replay, the ball was either going to hit the bar and go out or hit the bar and go and, and go back into play. But it wasn't going towards goal. It wasn't going in goal. All he did was just make sure that he didn't hit the crossbar. Yeah. Then the shot earlier before that where Ole Perata takes it about 20-ish, 25 yards out, and he just kind of stretches to the side. That's comfortable. For a goalkeeper, that is very comfortable. That That's not exaggerating. That's not world-class save. That's just, you know he was in the position he's supposed to be in and he made the comfortable save. Mm-hmm. Now I don't, I haven't seen enough for him and I don't think we saw enough of him maybe against Pumas or maybe against the, you know, the, the, the following games before America that you can be like, you know, is he this world-class goalkeeper that we I mean, all thought he was going to be? And if I'm not mistaken, was not Jesse Gonzalez preferred over him than, than Gudinho was in, in the sub I think, I think so. so. Yes. What does that say? But a player that had okay, but where, but, where, but where's Gonzalez now though? With the yeah. United States team. <laughs> yeah, but that's my Switch. point. The, the, <laughs> a player like Jesse Gonzalez was able to start ahead of him mm-hmm. in the in in the youth in the youth ranks, which we 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 categorize Mexico for being a very important youth youth uh, developing national team. Right. If Gudinho. <laughs> Couldn't even get the start in that division. Why should he have the start in the, you know, in in, in the in the major league here? And that's that's my question. Is if if you talk to other people that that I've seen him play, if you talk to other people, he's been make mistakes in Europe. He's had moments where he looks very, I want to say, I don't want to say scared, nervous at, at points. Mm-hmm. Granted, yes, he's very young, and he has so much potential to grow and become. And as, as a goalkeeper, he has the, the, the best thing possible that his prime is somewhere between 25 to 34. Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous for a player to have such a long gap year for a prime. Um, he's, he's, he's good. He can get better, yes. I don't think he's merited enough to get called up, though. Okay. That's but, just that's just me. That's opinion, and 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 that's just me analyzing him because I play this. I play that position as well, and and I'm I'm very very judgmental when it comes to goalkeepers. No, and no. as much as I praise Ochoa for for what he is, I, I, there is moments where I do criticize him as much. And this is the same thing going right here. I think if I want to see Hugo Gonzalez start, and I want to see Lahoud get minutes before Gudinho. That's okay. just me. And I, more I Lahoud than anything. I was just about to say that. I mean, we don't even know if Gudinho's even gonna play. Who was the goalie that didn't play in the last call up? Was it uh? Was it like Lahoud? Yeah, it wasn't. Who exactly. didn't yeah, play in the last so call up? That's, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's not it's not certain that Gudinho will get a start. Like you know, we'll get minutes, but I mean, I don't think his call up was wrong in my opinion. I think I agree with them in the chat. I don't think Ugo Gonzalez should have even got called up either. The Toluca goalie should have gotten called up, the backup at least, because he was doing wonders for Toluca when Dalavera was injured. So maybe he deserved a call up. A call up, I meant. I said called up. What the hell am I thinking? Call up. So yeah, that's where I stand on that. That's just me. That was my hot take for mm-hmm. the goalkeeper position spot. Now I'm gonna let you guys take your own hot takes because I'm pretty sure one of you guys has, you know, your your very own hot takes on 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 this lineup. Now give me a player that you know you think shouldn't be there, and then give me a player that you would substitute out for him. So Dylan, I, I see you smiling already. Go tell me. What's your What's your working damn doing doing there still? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, what is he doing there? 
I, I just I don't understand it. I really yeah. don't. I just I don't got nothing else to say on that really. I mean, if I say this player, I mean, I'm gonna get a lot of hate because I'm an America fan. But I don't know what Van Ranken's doing there too. Honestly, I don't think he, I don't think he did enough. I this mean, season, season, one good game. Just this season, I, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think, and I know people will say that because we're America, but I'm trying I mean, to be yes, as, as less biased as possible. But these players but, have not done enough. That's what I'm saying, though. Like all the players that were called up by Chivas, besides Gudino, in my opinion, don't deserve the call up. But that's just me, though. I don't know about anyone else thinks. I mean, and and we can't say that we're biased at this point because how many times have we praised you and me, Dylan Bizarro, when he got called up? When he was, no, we, we, yeah. So it's it's we're not being biased here because they're Chivas yeah. players. We're being biased because we think they haven't done enough to be in in, in you know in in the situation. And okay, you said Jurgen Dam, and you mm-hmm. said Van Ranking. Now give me yeah. a player you would substitute in that position. So who would you have rather called Ooh, up in instead of Jurgen Dam? And oh, who would you rather call instead of Van Ranking? Uh, I know Jurgen. Wait, actually. I don't. I think they don't play the same position. I. I'm pretty sure. I'm 100. They don't. But that guy. Uh, what's his name? Alexis Vega from Toluca. Oh no. Oh, yes. He's yes. a striker. He's a striker. Okay. Yeah. I would have much preferred him instead of Jordan Dom. But still, even they, though they don't, they don't called up a Zaldivar then. Yeah, Zaldivar. I would have rather oh, seen. Yeah, that's what I'm Vega. saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. switch them to maybe. Yeah. Damn, we're just throwing so much shade at the Chivas players right now. I know. <laughs> well, it's just because they, they don't do this call up, like like you said. I agree with you on that. The one good game that they had against America, I don't think Saldiva, I don't think Saldiva had a good game either. But on one game you had against America, now you deserve a call up. This just doesn't make sense to me. Okay, now, 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 give me your player that you rather have against than Van Ranking. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would like to see Boyle Briseño. That is someone that a lot of people want to see. Yeah, he's a center back, right? Who has been doing. Yeah, really good in Portugal. Mm-hmm. Uh, why has he not been called up? I mean, a lot of questions to be asked. Exactly why some of these European players haven't been called supposedly up too. There's a, there's a little rumor going around that supposedly the federation has something against him only because he went to Europe for free. And, I mean, oh, if, if that's the case, so, we're talking business here, and then that's yeah, uh, yeah. That, I don't want to get into bad. that, but that's the like kind of the story I heard. That's why Briseño has been called up. So I don't know. Um, someone wants to see Garnica come in, Chris. Is that who you were talking about, Brian Garnica, Atlas player? We almost got. I mean, there's been so many Atlas yeah, players. Brian Garnica. Yes, <laughs> uh, Garnica is the player we almost got. Yes, but yeah. Now I'm looking back on the Chiba subject, just because I, I, I don't want people to think we're, we're yeah, bashing. Honestly, them. that's why I didn't really want to say but these players. But how yeah. is it that a team uh, who is sitting in 12th place right now? How are those players enough candidates to say? Let's 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 take them. Let's take them to the national team and go up against Chile. You know, mm-hmm. go up against Chile. Go up a very good Costa Rica side. You know, granted, if they were the best players in that position and just and they were, but they're not. You know, because I, I know a lot of people say, well, I mean, you know, Ochoa got called up to the national team when America was in the last place, but yeah, but at at the time he was probably you know top three goalkeeper in in Mexico. Exactly, and these players are not top three in their position. Exactly. So- and, and look, and, and people are think I'm even more biased after I say this, but yeah, rather than Van Rijken, I would have taken George Sanchez. I was just going to say that too. Yeah, George Sanchez. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are going to be like, oh, because you're American. But I mean, 
has he not shown that he can play really good on on that? Wait, you know, Pizarro didn't make a callback. I don't know. I you have a vendetta. I would have taken Pizarro over Brizola. <laughs> I'm. I don't know. Look, there's a lot going on, and 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 granted, there's still a lot of really good players here. And who knows? Maybe these players go out there and shut us up. And if they do, then great, perfect. That's what you want to see. At the end of the day, the national team benefits from it, not us. That's exactly. what we want to see. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, we'll, we've got enough into that sidetrack conversation of, of of who we want to see, who we don't. Now, who is there that you're excited about having Ooh. you know seen on the national team? I'm excited for a lot of people, actually. I think um, we're, we still have I- that core youth. I wanna I wanna see more of Jonathan Gonzalez. I definitely want to see more of uh Pocho Guzman and Roberto Alvarado. I think those two are very talented. Uh we can see Tecatito back in the selection. Let's see what he can do. And I guess the surprise for me is Wemes. Wemes? You know, Javier Wemes is back. Oh my goodness, he's playing still. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh that's I don't know what you guys think about that. It's a little bit of a surprise to me. He must be doing things good in um in Querétaro. And Querétaro. by the way, we haven't even mentioned Henry for the national team, and he got called up. <laughs> or Edson. Or Edson. Or my little hot I, mean, I, told, I don't think Edson about. really deserves yeah. a little bit of a platform right now. We know yeah. what he's done, and we expect we the bar set high for him already. We expect him yes. to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Henry, no, though, the, that's another the hot take. The hot take I told you on the group chat. Wow. <laughs> Somebody saying that Pueblo Briseño was better than Edson. Yeah, but no, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm no. I haven't seen him play, so. I don't think so. I mean, just because he plays in Europe, but I mean, I would say, hey, Edson held his own against Germany and against, you I know. Mean, I know I'm probably getting a lot of hate right now from everybody. So please don't kill me or don't follow me or anything, please. I don't think, what what has Henry done to deserve the call? Yes, yes, that's, that's, that's me. Me too. Like I, as much as we love our players and praise them so much, I mean, I would rather put, like you guys said, I'd rather put Alexis Vega in that spot. I think I don't know what this call up was. Who orchestrated this call up? Because I'm pretty sure it wasn't Tuka. I Definitely. think the only, I'm the only, the only Tuka had was like But yeah, it's uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Will he play? I, oh, I hope, I hope, Henry, I hope Henry plays. I hope he gets to score. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll shut, yeah, maybe it'll shut Piojo up. Maybe I'll start him for America. But other than that, he's been riding the bench most of the season. You know, like, why is he there? I could see why you can make a case for why he's there, but there so is maybe a couple of players that could have rather been in this position. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's just, we'd have yeah, to talk to the people down at the federation. They're the ones who made this list. You know? I got him on speed dial. I'm about to call him right now. You know. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe he was just, I don't know. Maybe they're like, oh, let's give Henry a chance. But then again, why wouldn't you give Alexis Vega one? That's what I'm saying. And he's been stellar yeah, this season for Toluca. So I don't know. I don't we know. But yeah, everything we just got to wait and see, honestly. But let's go and let's go into the match. The first match is against Costa Rica, right? Which is in El Volcan. Yes. Yes. They have a new coach. You guys remember him? Yes. Oh yes, yes. Matosas. Matosas. There you go. Should be interesting to see him back in Mexico against mm-hmm. uh, well against the national team. That that should be interesting. That's but we're going into this one. What kind of expectations? What kind of hopes? I, I mean, 
Same as same as last time. I the as, result doesn't. We're gonna lose, but we're still hopeful. Against Costa Rica, no. I I, I expect a win against Costa Rica. Okay. We haven't won, so we I haven't. expect a win. I have, I, I expect. But I mean, we don't even have a coach, so I mean, at this point, at this point, I feel like we're playing for I don't know what. I don't even think the players have a motive to play. Uh, I don't know. I think I think they do honestly. I think some of these. I mean, some of these players we can already kind of cement for a spot in the squad. Is give or take here a few that are still playing for one. Maybe that's why. Maybe the the next coach that's coming in. Maybe they they want to see what everyone's made of. I guess it's the only probably incentive I think uh, these players have right now is impress. Another coach when he's not even there. I don't. I don't know if that makes any sense. Dylan, what do you? Think? Yeah. What's your take on this? What do, What are these players even playing for? What are we playing for? What, what's going on in the, in the national team? Uh, like Christian said, I think you know the players that brought up. You know, we've seen we've seen experienced players. We're seeing new players. Uh, like Christian said, I think I think the Duke is getting them ready and to show off for the next manager, whoever whoever's going to take over after his time is done. And so you know. And I don't think the result is really that that important. Uh, people might not like that whenever I say that, but still, at the end of the day, I want to go out and see these players have a good game and you know show their talent, show their stuff. Because at the end of the day, I think it's going to be kind of a repeat of the last um, international break. Uh, Duca really just stuck with a really not necessarily a sloppy formation. I don't know why I was thinking sloppy, but like a basic formation. And I don't think he really utilized the players to their full strengths and you know i feel like he's gonna get just put them in position to do good and to really prove himself and then once whenever we get a uh, a stable coach that's whenever he'll take over implement his plan and that's whenever we're going to see the best out of that is some people there you got it dylan the prophet giving you guys everything you need to know in regards to this national team i would say Give me your predicted lineups, but at this point, it's just up, it's up in the air. It's, yeah, it's I can't get this point. It really is. Yes. I, I would say this, though. The three goalies that are called up right now, give or take maybe one or two more, I think they're playing for that, that second spot because I really think Ochoa has that cemented, though. As you should. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, to me, I think I think Ochoa has the one spot still locked up. I think now you're looking for the two and three spot, possibly, because mm-hmm. I don't think that's, you're going to see. That's what I feel, too. You know, I don't, I don't think we're going to see Talavera no more. I don't think we're going to see uh, JJ Corona. No more. I like that response. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It's Chucky and, and 10 more. And 10 more. I love Osano, honestly. Oh, my God. What a, what a god of a player that is. And he's been with a hoss. What a, oh, my God. Beautiful. Anyways. I just asked uh, how many games in for the Mexican League, I believe, is 17? 17. Mm-hmm. 17. 18 teams. 18 teams, 17 games. And we're going into the 12th? The 13th? Yes. The 13th. The 13th. The, the 13th game. Yes. Which means oh, four games after that. Like you said, do or die. Buckle time. Buckle time. Well, just give me this. You predicted scoreline for the Mexican national team. And we'll Which see game? what you guys think uh, the result and the fate is going to be for the Mexican national team. All right, Dylan, going to you first. Give me your predicted line. Uh, predicted line. Give me your predicted score line for, uh, for the game against Costa Rica. I'll go to two. Two, two. Not the only one to see to say that. Chris in the chat said that also. Christian, give me your score line. Three nothing, Mexico. Wow, going with the three nothing result. I'm gonna go and say Mexico wins it one nil. No, okay. I'm I'm riding that conservative wave. I think it's 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 not been working, but maybe it will this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yo, everyone, write that down. Three nothing, your boy. Three nothing. Carlos, our good friend Carlos Serna, saying zero zero, which he could potentially be right. It could be a snooze fest. It really could be a snooze fest. Um, and then our, our our good friend the Dusty Feet philosopher said three one. Uh, Dylan, what are you what are you saying for the game against Chile? Because that's gonna be an interesting one. Uh, I'm gonna say two one loss. Two one loss in Querétaro. Okay, Christian. Two two draw. Two two draw. Wow, that's getting interesting. I am going to say that this team somehow makes up the mistakes of Mexico past, and we win seven zero against Chile. Oh my! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Just for a little banter. I don't know. I know. I know. <laughs> well, look, Chris says seven one. See, I'm not the only one trying to pray with this. There you go. Point is, oh, he said JK. Never mind. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got to stick with it. You have to stick with it. But I'll say this much, though. I, I expect a pretty good showcase of talent on the pitch. How much of a good showcase of team play we're going to see, that's completely up in the air. But yeah. it should be interesting to watch. I wouldn't say watch these games with a heavy heart going with the result matters, just like Dylan said. Go out there and just watch them and let these players find themselves in this national team. Showcase. In my Showcase your talent. And then once we have that stable manager, which I believe will be probably sometime within 2019, then, will you, the then actually you know, start building a team and, and, and a unit and stuff like that. But at the meantime, just keep going. Yeah. Just keep going. I think these games also serve for the new manager, like you said. You know, we have the Gold Cup coming up in the summer. So, you know, it's time to – I don't know if it's now is the time to get a roster ready set for that, but, I mean, it's time to think about one at least. That is true. That is true. All right, gentlemen, we're running down towards the end of the podcast. Before that, though, quick side note, Lady Aguilas, uh, nothing to talk about, correct? No. I mean, we could no. talk about the women's national team. I don't want to talk about that because it's really, really not nice to talk about how our team lost. How much? Six nothing. But oh, we beat nine. we beat um, Trinidad and Tobago for one. We, we did beat Trinidad and or Tobago, which is fine. <laughs> but I don't know that. I and guess since we, we beat have, uh, we have Panama tomorrow, and we need to beat them in order to advance. I don't know. I mean, shout out, shout out to the grad assistant coach for the women's team here in my school. She got called up for Trinidad. Nice. Nice. And Tobago or just Trinidad? Trinidad and Tobago. There we go. There we go. Sometimes we forget there's two. Yeah, sometimes we do. Which is unfair because they get to play with two instead of one. But we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, congratulations to the ladies. Hopefully they keep doing their thing. I mean. I really hope. Let's just just hope it was just a shock. I I just hope they they qualify for the World Cup. That's true. That's true. Mm. And uh, we'll talk about that when uh, when that time comes. But. With that said, gentlemen, I think we're done. I think we are. Let's cover everything. Yep. Anything else you guys want to say before we say goodbye to these beautiful people? Um, just thank you for coming out this week. Um, this is an interesting show, I think. I hope for everybody. And uh, yeah, enjoy the Mexico games. Dylan? Uh, the 400 follower, whenever we have 400 followers, I know we said a giveaway. I'm, I'm working on that. I really am, and I will probably talk to these guys after we get done, but it's kind of hard for me to get my hands on the prize right now because I'm stuck here at college and be stuck here for a little bit before I get to go back home, but um, 
just keep keep your eyes open for that stuff. Alrighty, look at that. Announcements left, right, and center from these two gentlemen. For me, on my end, all I'm going to say is thank you. Have yourselves a beautiful, beautiful evening. And, of course, we'll be catching you guys next week, which uh, we'll have a guest on. And you guys have to wait and see exactly who that is. But until next time, I'll catch you guys very, very soon. These two gentlemen will catch you guys very soon. Make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter at the Eagle iPod. And make sure you guys do follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes because if you guys ever miss a show, you can always have us in your pocket and have us on the go. Shout out to everyone. As always, Chris, uh, Lewis, you know, everyone, Chicken Biscuit, uh, a good friend, Carlos, uh, you know. That, that guy from England that just joined? The yeah, just guy? Yes. Philosopher? The yes. Awesome. Hopefully you stick around for more because we love expanding the, the, the team and the show everywhere. So thank you, Chris, everyone. Have yourselves a wonderful night. We'll see you guys very soon. Catch us on Twitter. Catch us on Instagram as well, at the Eagle iPod. And as always, have you guys yourselves a wonderful, wonderful night. And until next time, take care. Y arriba la América. And let's go. Selección Mexicana. <laughs>